You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest marketing agency. Today, we're going to be talking about an update on the Creator Rewards Program on Pinterest. We have heard a lot of questions from you and a lot of frustration over this last year that it has been rolled out. And one of the people that I know who has really been at the beginning of this whole process and walked all the way through it is Christine Wheeler of Pinnovation Media. She has not only done it for her own com- her own company and clients, but for her own travel blog and really wondering, um, really trying to figure it out. Like, is it worth it? Are people making money? And we had some bumps in the road with Pinterest where they weren't paying out. So there's that. And some other things where the payments seem pretty low. So my conversation with Christine will cover where we're at currently, who should dive in, some cautions you should have before you dive in, and how you can make the most of it. But before we dive into that conversation with Christine, I just want to let you know that at Simple Pin Media, we want to help you with your Pinterest marketing. That if you have listened for a while, or maybe you are a new listener to this podcast, we have over eight years of management experience to help you really leverage Pinterest in the best way. So whether you're a content creator or a shop owner, our goal is to help you meet the ideal consumer or customer on Pinterest right when they are most inspired to take action to come to your website. And we have a brand new way that we're working with clients through our accelerator package. To learn more about how this can help your business expand, just sign up for a discovery call with our team. It's totally free. Go to simplepinmedia.com slash services, fill out the form. It is a little bit longer than normal, but the reason is, is we want to make sure that you're the best fit and we're the best fit for you because we know that it takes a lot to hire a company to do something for you. And we don't take that lightly. So we really want to make sure that we have this great call with you to figure out if Pinterest marketing for your business is the right next step and that we're the right people to serve you. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash services. Alrighty, let's dive into my episode with Christine about an update with the Creator Rewards Program on Pinterest. Hey, Christine, welcome to the Simple Pin Podcast. Hey, Kate, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I know you have also been on my other podcast, the Empowered Agency podcast too. But I would love for you to tell our listeners here a little bit about you and what your business is focused upon. Okay. Well, I am Christine. I run two different businesses, both that use Pinterest. One is Pinnovation Media, and that's my Pinterest marketing agency. Um, For that one, we mostly work with bloggers, a lot of people in the travel space, some in food, some in lifestyle, different areas. Um, And also with creators, so people who don't necessarily have a blog, but focus more on social media and growing an audience and working with brands that way. We do work with some product sellers, mostly they're bloggers who also sell products though. Um, And we're working with them with the goal of growing traffic sales if they have products. Um, And then for some of them, we're just trying to help them work with more brands through Pinterest and monetize their Pinterest platform. 
Um, and then I also have a travel blog, um, Live, Love, Run, Travel. And that one I monetize through ads, but I also monetize through Pinterest and through creator rewards on Pinterest. Nice. So let's talk about the creator rewards program because it has been a source of frustration, a source of confusion. I feel like we link to the creator rewards, like FAQ page on Pinterest, like literally all the time. So in your words, how would you describe the creator rewards program? So creator rewards is kind of Pinterest answer to creators pushing back on making idea pins. Um, So creators obviously have tons of things to do. If you're a blogger or a creator, you have a to-do list that never quite gets done. Um, And so when they threw idea pins at us and said, we want you to do something else, add something else to your to-do list, we said, what do we get in return? And they basically said, well, nothing, you get views. Um, And so most bloggers and creators don't really care just about views. We care about how we're going to be able to monetize those views. And the best thing about Pinterest has always been the traffic that we could get from Pinterest. And so that traffic was how we could monetize either through sales, through ads, through affiliates, things like that. And idea pens at the very start didn't have any of that. Um, You couldn't tag products yet. You couldn't do anything. And so this is Pinterest's way of encouraging creators who maybe don't work so much with affiliate programs or who don't have products to sell or who don't have another way to monetize. It's It's a way for us to monetize our idea pins. So it's a way for Pinterest to get what they want, which is the idea pins, while we get what we want, which is the monetary value of those idea pins. Absolutely. And your time. So... For you, especially with your travel blog in specific, you said, I monetize through Pinterest. So when did you start using the Creator Rewards program? I got invited in in either November or December of last year. So 2021. The years are all blending together. I know, right? Um, yep. <laughs> and I can't believe it's already getting close to the end of this year. So almost a year ago, um, they the very first challenge that they gave was creating one idea pin for $1,000. But before you get excited, it's not <laughs> it's not that <laughs> profitable anymore. <laughs> right. Um, but that was kind of the initial one that they tested to see how many people would take them up on their offer and then how many people wouldn't. Then they did a few months where it was still very high payouts. Um, for me, it was in the upper four figures. I know some people who really went all in and were in the five figures um, with idea pens only. Again, that was before they had slashed down the amounts and increased the number of people who were in the program. But it was their way of kind of seeing, okay, what do we need to pay to get people to make the number of idea pens we want and then getting enough creators to buy in, to test it and to talk about it and to really start advertising it for them. Mm. So you made that comment about slashing costs, right? And I think that's been the, we've heard two things. We've heard that, um, you know, when people start out in any program or the, when they start out doing something, you always hear about these amazing results, right? It's like when the first people got on TikTok or even the first people got on Pinterest and then people come along later and they're like, why aren't my results the same as this first round? So that's our our first layer. But our second layer was there was this struggle with like payouts too. So can you talk a little bit about kind of this decrease in payout and also the struggle with people actually getting their money? Yes. So the first, within that first set of months, I think it was back in like February or March or maybe even both, maybe April. It was in the spring of this year. There were a few months where people had made a ton of idea pins. We had submitted them. They followed all of the rules that were laid out by Pinterest. 
Um, they were even in some cases approved by the Creator Rewards program. And then usually the payout happens pretty regularly. They just pay directly to your bank account. Um, and all of a sudden the payment wasn't there or it was significantly less than we expected that month. Um, luckily, I haven't seen that happen again since then. They seem to be paying out and approving or denying pins pretty regularly during the month. That month, I think they had just gotten so far behind that they just then decided not to pay out on a bunch of them they had approved. They did end up coming back a month or two ago and paying some of those ones that they hadn't originally paid out on. So they ap offered an apology and just said, we're sorry, we realized we made a mistake on some of these and we all of a sudden got another payment in our bank accounts. Um, so that was a good thing there. But they, the biggest complaint now that I hear is the amount of payment and is it still worth it? Um, for example, this month, I was just going through the challenges for this month to make sure I had them all right. For this month, it's $250. And this is all US in case you're in a different country, but $250 US for one idea pin per week. And they very clearly lay out what days and what times you have to post them within um, to make sure that you hit their version of one a week. Um, so it'll tell you like what day is the first day of the week, what day is the last day of the week, and then what time and time zone they're using. And that way there's no confusion because that was another part was some people were posting like at, at 11.59 p.m. Um, Pacific time and they were cutting off earlier in the day Pacific time um, because they were located somewhere else. So they've put in all that very clearly now. They have one that's $180 for any idea pin that gets 100 saves um, and that's up to an, um, to a total amount of $720 that you can do. So you can do a few of them. Then they have $400 for 200 saves on an idea pin. That one has a limit of $800. And then they have one, and this one's the one that's along with the weekly one, the most achievable for most people. And it's $25 per idea pin that gets 10 saves and then $2 per save after that up to a total of $700. Um, so it could be one idea pin that manages to get there. or It could be a few smaller ones that total up to get there. Um, and so with that, obviously some of those feel really out of reach, especially the ones for 100 saves or 200 saves for an idea pin within a month, because um, it has to happen during that month. So if I post today and it's um, the middle of the month already, I now only have 15 days really to get that number of saves. Um, and so sometimes those feel unachievable. So it's important to focus on the ones that you feel like are going to end up giving you the most bang for your buck and the most value for your time that you put into it. Okay, so here my strategic brain is trying to think of how can I achieve those 100? So what I'm wondering is, can you leverage, like let's say you have your email list and you want to drive it to that particular pin to say, save this. Can you do that? You can use um, methods like that. However, they will sometimes discount saves that they feel are fraudulent. Um, and oh. so I think that's meant to encourage, I don't know if you remember the old like, and I guess they still go on probably, but the old like save loops for like pins where people yes. would do like pin threads. Yeah. I think the idea is to prevent people from doing something like that with idea pins, which I have seen in different creator circles, people trying to start things like that to get those 200 saves because it feels so out of reach otherwise. And so I think this is their way of trying to prevent that kind of like inorganic activity. But I think if you're just naturally asking your own audience, whether it's through email lists, through social media, maybe putting it in like, Instagram stories or posting it on your Facebook page. If you have a Facebook page, I think those would be considered still organic because it's people not doing it in exchange for something else. It's people just 
organically going to your page and engaging with your idea pin. Okay. So I know there's a lot of parameters. And for those listening, like how do you get in? How do you get in on this action? We're going to put a link in the post so you can go see what the parameters are because they change all the time. Well, they don't change all the time, but they have changed. So there's certain things you have to hit. So we'll link that in the show notes, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash 303. But I think one thing... Christine, as you're, you are in the travel space and we know that travel took a huge hit in the pandemic, right? Like it virtually came to this screeching halt. And now travel is also disrupted because of our airline industry and all those kinds of things. Are things like participating in the creator rewards program, creating content specifically around travel, is that helping? you, your clients kind of bounce back in those spaces? Like, is it, does it have a double positive beyond just making money? Yes. So we do see kind of like some residual clicks coming through from it. Um, We've seen on, especially it's easier to notice on like newer and smaller Pinterest accounts, bigger, really established accounts. It's harder to see the direct correlation but we see on a lot of the smaller and newer ones or the ones that weren't so optimized and are now starting to optimize where they post an idea pin and then soon after their traffic increases and then they'll post another idea pin and their uh, traffic increases a little bit more. And so as we've seen creators start buying in more on the idea pins, um, my belief in the cycle of it is that Pinterest has an idea of who wants to see your content because they're engaging with your idea pin, whether it's just watching the entire thing Um, liking it or leaving one of the little emojis, clicking to follow you, clicking through to your profile, any kind of engagement with that idea pin gives Pinterest an idea of who to show your other content to. And so then as they see more of your other content, they're more likely to click on that content as well um, or to engage with that content as well. And so for especially people who don't have as much of an established audience and Pinterest doesn't really know who to show their content to, it's giving them, giving Pinterest a better idea of who who likes your kind of content, who likes um, your, who finds value in your content. And so then it's able to show them more of your pens that they can actually click through to. So we do see some traffic bounce back from it as well, as well as just general traffic bouncing back this year with people finally getting to leave their house again. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and here's a clear, a question that I also get, and I, I want to clarify this for people is somebody is going to come to me and they're going to say, I'm already producing this type of content for Instagram or this type of content for TikTok. Can I use that for the Creator Rewards program? You can, but it cannot have the watermarks. And that's almost always listed specifically in the requirements. They always have that reminder that says like nothing that has a watermark can be used. So if it has a TikTok watermark or an Instagram watermark, you cannot use it. But if you're already creating your videos for Reels or for TikToks, in a third-party program. So like I use like Splice or apps like that sometimes to edit my videos. That's an easy way to get it without a watermark. You can just add your text in Pinterest, which is always a good idea because the program itself can read the text versus when you're just uploading a video that already has text from another platform. Um, But it's also possible to download your TikToks or your Reels without the watermark. There's a bunch of different websites out there that will let you paste in the URL and then download your video without the watermark. So you can use those as idea pens, whether you're doing creator rewards or not. Okay. 
So now this gets to kind of like our final question, which is somebody's listening, they're going, I am going to be brand new to this whole creator rewards program. And you know, when people get excited about new things, and there's the potential of money behind it, we some of us can go all in and become super consumed by creating content. What would you say to somebody who is excited, but you don't want them to become like so consumed with creating these idea pins just specifically for the Creator Rewards program? So we saw that a lot more when the payouts were higher. Um, Now I think the payouts being lower helps people not be as likely to want to do as many idea pins. Um, I would encourage you always to repurpose content, whether that's your Reels or your TikToks, or if you're like, I don't do those platforms, but maybe you have YouTube slicing up some of your YouTube videos into much shorter, um, easily digestible videos. Um, or if you don't do any of that, you could still do like photos from different blog posts and pulling out like it, let's say you have a blog post that's 10 tips or 10 places or 10 things, maybe just create an idea pen that has the top three to five of them. Um, you reusing that same content, those same photos that you've already edited, um, the same information, just making it super easy to digest so much shorter and smaller, and then having a call to action at the end to head to the link in your profile or to head to your website and uh, find that content. Um, So you don't feel like you need to go out and start creating content from scratch just for it. Although Pinterest would love that. I know again that we always have that never ending to-do list. So don't feel like you have to add yet another thing to your to-do list. Just take the content you already have and repurpose it for the creator awards or for the idea pins. Um, You also don't have to worry about trying to hit all the goals. If the goals feel really unattainable, let's say you know that your idea pens rarely make it to 10 or 15 saves, then don't worry about trying to create enough idea pens to get the four pens that have 200 saves to be able to get that $800. That's not going to be worth your time and energy. You could use that time and energy creating more blog posts, creating more products to sell. So instead, focus on the things that you know you can get the money for. So like you know that you can do one idea pen per week um, and get that $250. So do that and get the $250, reshare four of your reels or four of your TikToks or create four super short, easy ones. Those do have to have some sort of a video element to them, but you could always create like animated photos or um, use like a photo that you're zooming in on or zooming out from in Canva or in one of the video editing programs where you can upload photos and create movement with them. Um, But some of the other ones don't even require video. Uh, at least most months. And so like for the one where it's $25 plus $2 per save, you could be rolling out a few of those and be letting that add up if you're already creating that content for other platforms. But I wouldn't devote like hours and hours to creating content if you're not going to get the payout that's worth that time. Yeah. And I think too, it's really easy for us as creators. Like we started out with our... um kind of service to the community, right? Like we wanted to create content because we wanted people to read it. And I think with these creator rewards program, you kind of split that focus to creating for the machine instead of the person. And it's just a good call to action to say, hey, don't create, like always create for the person and your kickback and your extra, I guess, bonus is you could get paid for it by Pinterest, but keep your person front and center. Would you say that's a good call out for those who can sometimes get all consumed with kind of how to game the system to make the most money? Yes. And so like with the weekly one, that's where that could easily be a temptation to like, let me just spit out for, I don't care if they're good. I don't care if they add value because you get it, whether 
they're good or terrible as long as they fit the qualifications that they lay out for it. But with the ones with saves, you really need to think about content that's going to be inspiring and make people want to save it, or it's going to share some sort of value. And that way users will actually want to save it. And so that when they save it, you're getting the benefit of them taking that action and getting the payment for it. But if you're just creating stuff to throw out there and hoping it's going to get enough saves to get the payment, you're probably not going to see those saves. So it's always, always thinking about the value first for your, for your viewer, no matter the platform. Um, If you're adding that value, they're more likely to save it, which makes it more likely for you to get the payment. So keep the, always keep your audience first. Yeah, totally agree. Well, super helpful. Any last tips you want to share um, with people who are listening about how to take advantage of the Creator Rewards program? Sure. So um, a couple things to know about it is they are starting to limit the number of participants that can take part in each of the challenges. So I know sometimes that makes the temptation to just go ahead and create and submit immediately to the challenge. For the weekly one, that works. But for the saves ones, that may not be the best plan of action because once you submit it to one, they don't have it set up yet to where you can like remove it from that one and submit it to a different one instead. So if you're doing the saves ones, I usually would try to create them as close to the beginning of the month as possible. And that way you have as many days as possible to get those saves because we all know Pinterest can take time sometimes. Um, So your idea pen might take off three months later when it's no longer paying you for (laughs) for those saves. Um, so doing it towards the beginning of the month can help, but you may want to wait a while, wait till a little bit later in the month to submit it to whichever challenge. Um, and that way, if you have one that's really taking off and getting a lot of views, you might want to save it and try to submit it to the 100 or 200 saves ones if it gets to that amount versus if you immediately submit it to the $25 plus $2 per save, um, it may not end up, it, you may have been able to max out that one with other idea pens and use the one that got a bunch of saves to get some extra money from one of the other challenges. So that's just one thing to consider. But at the same time, you don't want to wait till the last day of the month because that's when it's more likely that they'll have hit the limit for participants. So it's kind of finding that balance point of when do you want to submit them? What challenge do you want to submit it to? Or if you submit the first one to the weekly one and then you don't do the second or third week, then all of a sudden those idea pens aren't earning anything for you anymore. So you could wait and put them in one of the saves categories as well. So just kind of think about what you're actually going to be able to do. I know I tend to sometimes think I'm going to make a lot more idea pens in a month than I actually do. Um, So think about what you're legitimately going to be able to create in a month and then where those are best going to fit in the challenges for you to be able to maximize what you're going to be able to make. Um, Then the other tip would be um, keep your idea pens short and sweet. Um, Yes, you can make your idea pens extremely long, but you also have to think about your user's attention span and users are getting much more used to very short form video content. So they're used to those short, easy, digestible TikToks, reels. So keep that in mind as you're creating your idea pens, just because you can have a whole bunch of slides that are each a minute long doesn't mean you should have that. If you're creating even like a two or three minute idea pen, it's really got to grab and keep their attention for them to engage with it. So keeping them down, we usually find the best luck with like 30 seconds or less in total viewing time. because people just don't have the attention span to stick around for a whole lot longer than that. So think about how can you give them the most value possible in that short time and then send them to wherever the rest of the value is. So the link in your profile, 
um, a certain board or Googling a certain phrase for your website, whatever your method is to try to get them to your site from there um, or to the, the rest of the content from there, you want to give them the idea pen very short and sweet. You may even want to make it totally separate from the rest of your content. So um, for example, for food bloggers, maybe you don't want to share a whole recipe. You want to just share like, here's the top five using this ingredient um, to give them some ideas of how to use a certain ingredient in theirs or for travel. You don't need to tell them every detail about how to visit a certain place. You could just do, here's a few things to see in this specific destination or the specific part of uh, a city or things like that. So it can be short, easy to digest, something they'll want to save to come back to later. Um, but don't feel like you need to give them like all of the value because you want to keep it short and sweet. So they'll actually take time to view it. Yeah. Those are good tips, Christine. I really appreciate you taking this time with us today. Where can people go to connect with you and learn more about what you do? So on Instagram and on just my, our website is penovationmedia.com and then Instagram is just Penovation Media. And then for my travel content, it's live, love, run, travel on Instagram and for my website. Nice. Well, thanks, Christine. We really appreciate it. And I am hoping that this will inspire people to dive in and test out creator rewards or figure out a good pathway for them. So thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. Yeah.